Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Det här är Teach Me Sweden, en historiepodd. Och humorpodd kan man säga, där två komiker försöker lära varandra historia. Jag heter Erik Broström. And I'm Jonathan Rollins, and today I'll be reading a story to Erik about... The, that includes a little bit of uh, languages. Mm-hmm. Och tydlig koppling uh, till... Uh, uh, Forrest Gump, nej. I, <laughs> I was gonna say that <laughs> Just listen in and you'll learn a lot about Sweden's own Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> Major. What's up, man? I want to start off by saying that this story that I'm going to read to you right now was suggested to me by someone named Eric. Nej? Eric. Ja, men det var inte jag. No, and it wasn't you. But shout out to Eric and thanks for the suggestion. I had a blast finding out this fantastic story uh, from Swedish history. Oh, yeah, man. Jag är jag är exalterad och jag är förväntansfull. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Mm. We're going on a journey. Ja, jag älskar resor. Jag älskar resor. Det är, det är... Alltså egentligen bara tuta och köra. Ibland så är det lite så här, hur mår du? Vad händer i ditt no, liv? No, jag säger bara, skit i det. Yeah, fuck ja, that. I don't care how you're doing. Nej, you, you care how I'm doing? I couldn't give less of a shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Axel von Fersen. Oh, jag känner igen namnet. Really? Ja, men jag kan väldigt, väldigt lite. You, but you don't know who it is. You just know the name. Ja. Okej. Okay. All right, well, Axel von Fersen was born in 1755 to a field marshal named Axel von Fersen. Yeah. (laughs) Axel von Fersen the Elder. Yeah. And Countess Hedvig Katarina de la Gardi. Oh. Yeah. Kan det vara säkert en frans... De la Gardi. De la Gardi. No, but they were uh, Estonian. Jaha, båda. Originally. Bara Mm. Yeah, well, his, his ancestry leads okay. to Estonia. Okay. Uh, but he was a nephew of Eva Ekeblad and grandson of General Hans Reinhold Fersen. Jävla vad många namn alltså. Yeah, man. Sprutar Sounds important, right? Uh-huh. He's a very important person uh, later on. Yeah. He was the second of four children. He had two sisters, Hedvig. They just loved to give each other <laughs> their kids their name. And uh, Eva, Sophie, uh-huh. and a brother named Fabian Reinhold. <laughs> uh, and he also had two cousins that were ladies in waiting and leading socialites of the Gustavian age. <laughs> This is all too much. Yeah, it's like so. But, basically, they're a prestigious family uh, in in Stockholm. Ah, I mean, you feel that he has something with the king to do, or what? So he's even near the king. Yeah, the uh, marshal is, uh, I guess, uh, close to the king. Okay, so mm. they're involved in the whole uh, royal family and politics and stuff. Like yeah. That. 
Von Fersen's uh, ancestors came from Estonia to Sweden at the time of the Thirty Years' War, mm-hmm. which took place from 1618 to 1648. Mm. And they made their name during the reigns of Christina, the, uh, Charles, the, Charles the 10th and Charles the 11th. In 1735, the Von Fersen family purchased Stieninge Palace, mm-hmm. which overlooks Lake Malaren. Där har jag spelat barnteater. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's it <laughs> we have uh we've connected all of the dots <laughs> uh, his father was a de facto parliamentary leader of the hats party it's funny that they had a hats party just it was hattarna och så var det typ mössorna You get the top, we get the bottom. <laughs> De två ytterligheterna <laughs> av människan. Vi hatar varandra så mycket så vi vill distansera oss. <laughs> And then everybody's the belt if you're just like oh, a moderate. Jag har inte bestämt mig. Bältpartiet. Det är nu nuvarande centerpartiet. Bältarna. Nej men jag tror att det var hattarna och mössorna tror jag. Att det var de andra. Oh really? Okay. Ja, jag det. Mm. I didn't know that. Which one is, uh, do you know where their leanings were? Nej. Political leanings? Oh, like, no, 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 no. Were there the hats on the right? I, you know. I would guess that because of who the family was, I would guess there's some more. Hattarna är säkert lite mer. Uh, cur- conservative. Lite mer att höra. Och mössorna, det hör man ju. Det är ju damn communists. So. Som inte fanns vid den tiden. The hipsters. The hipsters and the communists in the 1700s. Uh, so the um, so he was like I said the father was a de facto parliamentary leader of the Hats Party and that made him the most politically influential man in Sweden Oof. at the time and also one of the richest. Aha. Yeah. De brukar ju gå hand i hand. He was the lord of four grand houses in Sweden. Ah. Uh-huh. Lövstad, Stieninge, Jung, and Melsorker. Huh. Mel's okay. mm-hmm. He owned mines, land, forests, and iron foundries in Sweden and Finland, and a large share of Sweden's East India Company, the country's most profitable undertaking ever. That guy was fat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> loaded. <laughs> so that means uh, our boy Axel is from a from a pretty well-off family. Mm-hmm. When Axel was young, he was influenced by French culture, of course. Everyone, yeah, his, everyone. Was. His dad had become professionally acquainted with Louis. The 15th of France. Mm. Axel learned several languages in his youth, including French, Latin, English, German, and Italian. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, his later education, it was uh, military, primarily military education. Okay. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. So it's a bi- uh, uh, what, quint- quintlingual? I don't know. <laughs> five languages. He speaks five languages, and he's a military uh, Educated. This is our boy. So han, han kunde leverera f- coola dödsrepliker <laughs> i krig på fem olika språk. <laughs> like, yes, exactly. <laughs> But den här kulan är för dig. Imparabatado, resiminado. Von Fersen planned to see the world. Rich people can do stuff like that. So on July 3rd, 1770, he left Sweden to travel and study abroad at military academies. Okay. He's like, fuck it, I'm gonna go... Just do my thing. Ah, can you master speak? Can you get on the road to? Yeah, and this is 1770. Traveling back then, like, just say, all right, man, I'm gonna take a six month trip to fucking. <laughs> you know what I mean? It ain't like taking flights. But then they didn't say to see ya. I'm sorry. We'll not see you again. I may die. <laughs> I may die. <laughs> Bye. 
<laughs> a little over one year into his journey, he met one of many famous people he would come to know in his life. He met the philosopher Voltaire. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah. A, a year after that, he went to Italy. He could be lying. <laughs> he went to... <laughs> oh, yeah, I met Voltaire. Have you heard of... <laughs> That's my guy. You know Voltaire, tall, black, afro. Han kom aldrig längre till Köpenhamn och så krökade han i ett år. Så kom han hem och bara, jag träffar Voltaire. Galileo. A year after that, he went to Italy, swung by to see King Charles Emmanuel III. 1774, his travels took him to France, where he had met and fellowship with Louis XV, his dad's old friend, and his mistress, Madame du Barry. A week later, he met Marie Antoinette. Det lo- Okej, okay. det låter ju som en mytoman Yeah ja. It's just going around ja, ja, sen, oh, oh, Jag tror jag vet vart det här är på väg Sa du Marie Antoinette? Yeah. Jag tror jag har hört lite om det här, fortsätt <laughs> <laughs> And she was basically the crown princess He mm. wrote about meeting her He mm. said the Dauphine talked to me for a long time Without me knowing who she was oh. At last when she was When she was recognized, everybody pressed around her And she retired into a box At three o'clock i left the ball. Then Von Fashion, that was, he just retired wrote about Retired to a box? Yeah, I don't know what. What the fuck's going to She retired. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the princess. I'm the queen. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Little box. <laughs> okay. <laughs> du har ett helt slott här. <laughs> Nej, jag vill bara vara i boxen. <laughs> <laughs> then, then Von Fashion went to England. Hung out for four months. Meeting King George III. And Queen Charlotte. Charlotte. He had now rubbed elbows with some of the most powerful people in Europe. He went back to Sweden the next year and stayed for three years in service of King Gustavus III. Mm. Uh, teaterkungen. Okay. Han byggde dramaten. Okay, I did not know that. Tror jag. <laughs> just, you just, you're just as bad as Axel. <laughs> I'm just Gustavus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I've met him. <laughs> it was the, the worst of us and the gust of us. Uh, <laughs> it turned out that Axel von Fersen had a little crush on Marie Antoinette, who became the Queen of France. In 1778, he and some friends decided to go to Normandy to check out an army camp, mm-hmm. as you do. Yes. Uh, i don't know how that's a fun thing to do, but whatever. Uh, they <laughs> det, var på, det var 1778. Yeah, det, right. det, då, då var det... Army woo-hoo. camp? <laughs> Army <laughs> camp, guys. Wanna... Det var som Gröna Lund! <laughs> <laughs> they were treated to dinners and dances attended by officers and their wives. Von Fersen wrote about finally meeting up with Marie Antoinette again. Thankfully, he had a diary, so we're able to know what was on his mind. Here's what he wrote. 26 August, last th- Tuesday, I went to Versailles. Is it Versailles? Versailles? Uh, whatever (laughs) to be presented to the royal family the queen who was charming said that when she saw me ah here is an old acquaintance the rest of the family did not say a word to me (laughs) this is in his diary 8th September the queen who's the prettiest and most amiable princess that I know has had the kindness to inquire about me often she asked Kruitz why I didn't go to her card parties on Sundays and hearing that I did go one Sunday when there was no one when there was none she sent me a sort of excuse her pregnancy advances and is quite visible ah, so hon var gravid 19 November the queen treats me with great kindness I often pay her my court and at her card games and each time she makes me so she makes to me little speeches that are full of goodwill As someone had told her of my Swedish uniform, she expressed a wish to see me in it. I am to go Thursday thus dressed, 
not to court, but to the queen's apartments. She's the most amiable princess that I know. Ooh. Yeah, man, he's got a little thing for her. He got to visit her box. Yo, man, I retired to her box. <laughs> Marie Antoinette's uh, personal property, the Petite Trianon, was on the grounds of the Palace of Versailles. Versailles? Versailles? I don't know. In contrast to Versailles, of course I had to write it again. In contrast to Versailles, is what I'm going to call it. <laughs> <laughs> the dress and manners. Somebody's gonna write us about this. <laughs> about my pronunciation. Nu är det så. Nu är det Versailles. Även om det var Versailles, så är det Versailles. Tomato, tomato. We can call it for bumblebee, on the wheel. In contrast to bumblebee, the dress and manners at the petite Trianon were simple and down to earth. Her guests were personally invited and treated equally as friends. However, the private festivities... Oh, this is part of the diary as well. Uh, the private festivities often caused jealousy among those who were excluded from them. Uh, so our boy was in the eight crowd. Okay. So this okay. wasn't diary. This is me saying... Oh, okay. Okay, uh, so that uh, he he was part of the crowd of yeah. Marie Antoinette's uh, people because she was invited to her parties. Meanwhile, on the other side of the Atlantic, a little startup country called America is trying to gain independence from yeah. Von Fersen's English homie, King George. Yeah. The Revolutionary War had begun. Yes. Uh, oh, Gud, jag kan alla låtar. <laughs> <laughs> Von Fersen thought it was a good thing that America was rebelling against England. France considered Great Britain its natural enemy, mm-hmm. so von Fersen was in good company. Uh-huh. Uh, in 1780, the French finally decided to join forces with the U.S. in America to fight the Brits. Med uh, Lafayette i spetsen. Yes, yes. yeah, yes. I, I saw Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> on, May, on May 4th, 1780, von Fersen got the position of aide-de-camp to General Rochambeau and sailed from the port of Brest. Nearly two months later, his ship arrived seaside, or stateside, where the French made camp until June of the next year. Mm-hmm. In mid-September 1780, Von Fersen set off as part of Rochambeau's uh, suite to meet the American general, George Washington. Wow. <laughs> this wow. Yes, this motherfucker met the future first president of America. Jesus. Washington's squad rolled deep, and they included the young... Alexander Hamilton, yeah. General Henry Knox, and Marquis de Lafayette. Oh. It's like a who's who of badasses, and the Swedish <laughs> count is just kicking it with them. <laughs> Here's what Von Fersen wrote in his diary about George Washington. He has a, the hair of a hero. Well, idea. He's very cold, speaks little, but is polite and civil. An air of sadness pervades his whole countenance, which is not becoming to him. And makes him the more interesting. <laughs> it's like he describes Sweden. He's <laughs> <laughs> cold, but he's polite. <laughs> he's got an air of sadness about him. He's like and a, the hair I, of a hero. <laughs> this is Sweden. George Washington is Sweden. After spending 11 months in Newport, Rhode Island, in total inaction, the men under Rochambeau began a march in uh, 1781, June 12th, to link up with Washington's army at Phillipsburg on the Hudson. On August 15th, Von Fersen was tasked with conveying a letter from Rochambeau to Comte de Barras, who had been waiting for a signal to join the fleet at the Chesapeake Bay. Word reached the troops in early September of Grass's victory in gaining control of the Chesapeake, and by the end of the month, 
Washington surrounded Cornwallis and Yorktown. By October 19th, the British surrendered the town, hastening the end of the war. Mm-hmm. So von Fersen was instrumental in the fight, in the battle to, to end the, the war. Shit. Von uh, Fersen and the rest of the French wintered in, uh, in Williamsburg, anticipating the Civil War. Nearly 80 years later, von Fersen remarked that he wouldn't be surprised to see Virginia, Virginia separate herself from the rest of the states at some point due to the strain of aristocracy. Uh, prevalent there as opposed to the northern states. So basically he... Pre- han förutsåg att det skulle bli ett civil like, war. There's gonna be, like, this is not working out. Så so han bara, okej, nu har ni vunnit. Vad tycker ni? Så bara, I want the slaves. Han bara, hmm. This is not gonna... Let me get out of here. Let me take a three-month boat trip back to Europe. George Washington awarded Axel von Fersen with the Order of Cincinnatus. Är det coolt? It is inclusion uh, of a very exclusive group of people that were instrumental in America winning the Revolutionary wow. War. Shit. <laughs> this fucking guy, man. Shit. So then he goes back to France. He was splitting his time between Paris, Versailles, or Bumblebee, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Valenciennes. Then an incident known as the Diamond Necklace Affair happened and public opinion of the French monarchy went to shit. Mm. The people were tired of the royal family. France was on financial hard times and scandals were happening and it wasn't a good look at all for Marie Antoinette who was von Fersen's beloved friend. Mm. Von Fersen left shortly in 1788 to fight in a war against Russia, as you do. You're always a good idea. Alltid smart. He was like, you know what? I'm gonna head over here. Mm. So he fights in the war against Russia. Um, but then by November that year, uh, he was back in France, uh, and he wrote about the meetings at the time. He's like, <laughs> he like, you know what? I'm uh, <laughs> let me go back over here to my lady. Oh, Russia didn't pan out, did it? <laughs> uh, uh, and here's what uh, he wrote about uh, meeting up in France again. Um, All men's minds are in a ferment. Nothing is talked about but a constitution. The women especially are joining in the hubbub. And you know, as well as I, what influence they have in this country. Damn women. (laughs) Well, he didn't say that. I added the damn one. Okay. (laughs) It is a mania. Everybody is an administrator and can talk only of progress. (laughs) <laughs> sounds like he's uh, mad about it. Hemsk. Yeah. <laughs> the lackeys in the antechambers are occupied in reading the pamphlets that come out <laughs> 10 or 12 in a day. And I do not know how the printing presses can do the work. <laughs> Imagine like siding uh, with the with the a monarchy under a revolution. Like uh, oh, 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 so terrible. What do you do? Jag gillar inte att folk lär sig läsa. Jag gillar inte att de får bättre hälsa. They're thinking for themselves. Lid! Lid! Von Fersen was at the side of the king and queen as the people of France grew more and more tired of the monarchy. The Vad king... konstigt, men han, han stred ju i, i USA med Frankrike mot monarkin. Exactly. Och nu kommer han tillbaka till sin lilla kuchiku. Yeah. Och då är han helt plötsligt typ så Ja, så han är typ, i USA han är typ så här. Oh, jag vet, det är fucked up alltså. Det är bara, ner med dem, ner med dem, ner med dem. Och så kommer han tillbaka och bara, Åh, vad är det jag tog rätt? Yay för raden. Can I see that box again? Känns lite, <laughs> han känns lite dubbelspelande. Alltså. Yes, definitely. Good point. Uh, so he's at the side of the king and the queen and uh, the people are getting mad at the monarchy. The king stationed troops all around the country to keep order. But that only, of course, made matters worse. Uh. Revolution was underway. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. After the king and queen were run out, Von Fession helped facilitate their escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, a warrant was put out in France for his arrest. He tried to use his influence across Europe to get other countries to declare war against France. <laughs> yes. Han hade ju, han, He's messy. Han hade ju kunnat också. Han hade ju yeah, he knew so many people. Han kände ju Voltaire. Or at least he told us he knew so many people. Yes. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm going to tell Napoleon. <laughs> I got this Rwandan homie. <laughs> uh, he kept in touch with uh, Marie Antoinette through a secret writing style using milk and coal. Ooh. So, like, say you got a piece, I got a piece of paper, right? Uh-huh. And then I write... To you, uh, in milk on uh. the paper, uh, help me or whatever. Uh, then, som, för, som du gjorde förra veckan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I write it in milk, right? <laughs> then I write on top of it, uh-huh. uh, like, uh, you know, a grocery list, right? Okay. So then I send you the letter, you open it, you disregard what I wrote in ink, you know what I mean? And then you uh, take coal and sprinkle it onto the paper uh-huh. and shake it off and the milk comes through. Oh. And you see, help me, Jonathan needs help. Okay, men, men bläcket är kvar. The ink is still on. So you just have to read through it. Yeah, or write on the other side, maybe. Maybe write ah. milk, use the milk on the back of the paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So it was like, that was the style. Uh, the I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, all hell was breaking loose now. Von Fersen was on the run and trying to get the new uh, France French government overthrown. Somebody shot Gustav the Third. Yep. At the Opera House in yes. Stockholm. Yes. Uh, vänta, Faisa. Hette den personen Ankerström? No, it says here, um, Alec Baldwin? <laughs> <laughs> it was a play. <laughs> it was a play and Alec was just supposed just, to go in and a, point it. Yeah. He didn't even... Yeah. Who loaded this thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a blank. Sorry, Gustav. Uh, France declared war against Austria. Uh, von Fersen was in Brussels trying to help his imprisoned friends. Mm. So, like, a lot of chaos is going on. There was a lot of chaos. Yeah. Then, in 1793, Louis XVI was guillotined. Yeah. Uh, 11 days later, the French declared war against the Dutch Republic and Great Britain. Take von Fersen tried desperately to save Marie Antoinette and the remaining families' lives as countries turned against France. They were like, fuck this, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he tried to organize uh, a final mission to ambush Paris and rescue them, but nobody would cooperate with him. The caxit or ambush Paris? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Marie Antoinette was executed in October of 1793. Yeah. Back to von Fersen's diary. Though I was prepared for it and expected it, 
since the transfer to the concierge, uh, concierge damn i can't read uh, uh i was devastated by the reality i did not have the strength to feel anything i thought about her box constantly i mean i thought about <laughs> I thought about her constantly, about all the horrible circumstances of her sufferings, of the doubt she might have about me, my attachment, my interests. That thought tortured me. Han skriver det för sig själv också. It feels like, right? Hög. Jag skulle inte kunna skriva så här till mig själv. It's like he wants it to be discovered. Han ska kunna, kunna läsa det bara, åh, vilken god människa jag är. Som är så plågad. Alltså, liksom. I'm trying my best. Mm. Uh, det är as- någonting med, med folk som skriver memoarer överlag. Det är lite högfärdigt. Yeah. Sk- skriv om ditt liv. Jag föddes! <laughs> 1981! Alltså, det st- I shot out of the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> the light struck my eyes, but I thought never mind. Läkarna hade aldrig sett något liknande. Axel <laughs> uh, von Fashion returned to Sweden that year and watched the French Revolutionary Empire continue to grow. He hated it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in December of that year, he was accused of conspiring to keep future King Charles XIII out of the regency, and he got stripped of his ambassadorship. Oof. But three years later, Prince Gustav was con- declared old enough to take the throne, and von Fersen got his post back. Uh-huh. In 1797, von Fersen met Napoleon, at a, of course he did, at a, uh, an international uh, meeting organized to get peace between the French and the Romans. And here's what he wrote about it. When I called at his hotel to pay my compliments, he asked, would I be kind enough to tell him what minister from Sweden is now in Paris? As you know, there is none. My reply was necessarily vague. Then he said that it was astounding that the court of Sweden should behave in such a manner towards a nation with which it had been more or less friendly terms with for a while. Before I had time to respond, he remarked that the Count of Sweden seemed to take a pleasure in sending agents and ambassadors who were personally disagreeable to every French citizen. No doubt, said he, the King of Sweden will regard with disfavor a French minister who had attempted to raise the people of Stockholm against him. On the same principle, the French Republic ought not to allow men too well known for their connection with the late King and Queen of France to be sent to mock the minister on the first nation on earth. It was impossible not to understand this. I felt somewhat as I had felt the day we interviewed Drowett, and I preserved the same apparent indifference. I locked down, I looked down serenely at M. Le General and merely said that I would make known to my court what I had just heard, and I left him. <laughs> He's like talking shit about Napoleon uh, uh, and his uh, little spicy. He got a little spicy. <clears throat> Honey, I mean, oh, and I like he said I looked down to because you know Napoleon was. Ah, han är skitkaxi och lite douche. Yeah, men han har träffat George Washington. Förmodligen knullat Marie Antoinette. Yeah, yeah. Träffat Voltaire. Jesus. Jag menar, han är, han är ju, han, jag fattar att han blir lite högfärdig. Man yeah. förstår ju att det går honom i huvudet. Liksom. And let's not forget that he's from a well-to-do family. Exakt, så han, redan från början var hans liksom, människosyn yeah. lite skev. Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward to 1801. Uh. Axel von Fersen is appointed Marshal of the Realm. That shit sounds like some Game of Thrones shit. Eller hur? <laughs> I'm the Marshal of the Realm. And I'm the Guardians of the Sword. <laughs> He was now the highest ranking official in the court of Sweden. Oh, yeah. Till vilken kung, vet du det? 
Then in 1809, I think it was still Gusto, right? Yes. Then in 1809, old Charlie came back to town. Remember that guy, Charles XIII, that stripped Axel of his ambassadorship? Oh, yeah. Well, well, how did he well he successfully overthrew Gustavus, uh-huh. the Gustavus, uh, the fourth, uh-huh. and was now the king. Uh-huh. And he does not like von Fersen. Nay. Oh, nay. But Sweden likes Charles XIII. Uh, yeah. Uh, his son, Crown Prince Charles August, happened to fall off a horse and hurt himself uh, while away checking on some troops. You know how they do. Just go yeah. check on troops. Yes. So uh, young young Charles uh, <laughs> he fell off a horse. <laughs> that time. <laughs> Look over the ah! yeah. <laughs> Check out that troop. He's like, ah! It was like a closet gate. I'm just going to go check out the troops. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you see the... Oh, my God. I fell. <laughs> <laughs> This horse slippery? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Nah, man. <laughs> Jonathan. Uh, he later died of apoplexy, which Wait. is uh, internal organs rupturing uh-huh. from the fall, from the horse fall. Oh, uh-huh, okay. Mm. But you know how rumors go. Rumors went around uh-huh. that he was actually poisoned. Uh-huh. Of, uh, <laughs> of Axel. Nay. And considering acts of unfashion had been leading a public campaign against the crown prince. Wow. It was believable that he had something to do with the alleged poisoning. Wow. June 20th, 1810 was the date set for the crown prince's public funeral. The uh, horse guards, I guess the guards for, you know, the guys on horses, the, the guards, they're formed in advance guard. No, no, they're guards that are horses. <laughs> Didn't you know <laughs> Swede comes from horse? <laughs> uh, they, they formed the advance guard in the procession. Von Fersen, as marshal of the realm and other court dignitaries, uh, rode in the coaches before the coffin. So he was riding for the funeral. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, uh. Uh, with the rear of the proce- while the rear of the procession was brought up by a squadron of cavalry which had accompanied the crown prince's remains from Scania. Mm-hmm. Foot guards paraded on uh, the Riederhustoriet. General uh, Silver Spare, commander of the Stockholm garrison, was alerted to the possibility of disturbances, but may himself have been a member of the court party that opposed von Fersen. Mm-hmm. So the procession <clears throat> proceeded slowly through Hornsgarten and Stockholm Square and was met with threats and insults as soon as it entered the city. Because they're like, you killed the prince. Wow. You killed the prince. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So first there was curses. Fuck you. And then copper coins. This is sweet. They must have been really pissed. Yeah. <laughs> to start. They yeah. start throwing copper coins. And uh-huh. you know how mobs are. Then they start getting... And then missiles were hurled at the carriage. And then the windows are broken on the carriage. Jesus. Then savage threats and showers of stones became continuous. And at last... In the reader who's toriet, at the instant when the escort was turning to the right, a tremendous crowd barred the way of von Fersen's carriage. The guards remained passive. Yeah, they're like, "What's going to happen?" And then the, <clears throat> the 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 crowd unharnessed the horses and dragged von Fersen out of the coach. Oh shit! Von Fersen, with a violent effort. Flung back one of the assailants. Get off me, bitch! Uh, who grabbed him? <laughs> and he shook himself free. Jag älskar hur du har liksom redan sett hur Hollywood versionen kommer se ut. 
Get off me, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of training day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at the end, it's when Denzel. Yeah, <laughs> Denzel <laughs> as <laughs> Axel. <laughs> I put all of you motherfuckers in a. Ahmed Voltaire! God damn! Ahmed George Washington! <laughs> I fought in the Revolutionary War. Lafayette ain't got shit on me. Exactly. I look down on Napoleon. Well, we all do, but you know. And also, I smoke PCP. Which one of you motherfuckers fucked Marie Antoinette? That was my bitch. Uh, so, uh,. So he fights the the, the first a uh, couple people off. He shook himself free, and then they start pressing. Like the crowd starts like converging on him. Like they're like, "Yo, we can take this guy." Uh. Uh, there was a momentary lull, and the curses shrank from shouts to mutterings, which is a little scary because it's not, but more Swedish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and in the in the case that's sweet, you're more doers. I, I feel. I can't say Uh Because it's like, all right, we're done yelling. Uh, Let's take some action. Ah, uh, let me hold him here. Hold him here. Come on. Let's get this. Grab his arm. Grab his arm. Om jag bara hade lite mer mod face bled where a stone had cut it. Ah. And his decorations glittering in the sun. The guards who were supposed to protect him gazed at him with a sort of curious expectancy. Like, hmm, what's what's next? <laughs> it was at this moment when Beaumont arrived on the scene with General uh, Silver Spotter and uh, and a small detachment of troops. This intervention intervention further enraged the large crowd. They're like, "Oh, now y'all want to protect this guy who uh, poisoned the prince?" Uh, so now the crowd just like, like, well, fuck this. You know what I mean? Like, well, let's get him. Um, since it's a, this is a part of the conspiracy, you know what I mean? They're, yeah, they're thinking. Yeah. So then von Fersen, he realized that the authorities uh, weren't going to help him. And he's just like, oh, shit. So he starts running. And he runs uh, to the first door he could find. And behind that door was Napoleon. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but the crowd converged on him now. And um, and some people ran into the to house that he had gone into, into, uh. into the door. Before long, one man appeared at the window and with a triumphant shout, hurled down von Fersen's cloak and sword, oh, which were seized by the crowd. Von Fersen was dragged back out onto the square. His gloves were pulled off and thrown into his face. Nay, it's a hamskana. Let's go here. On guard. Take his cloak. Take his sword. His leave. coat. His coat was torn off and trampled upon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Silver Sparta, attempting to save von Fashion, offered to the crowd to arrest him and have him tried in court for the crown prince's murder. And at this moment, the mounted escort turned and rode away. Shit. Left him there. Shit. And the mob had been almost quiet, and now they. Their uh, voices raised in delight and triumph, and then they jumped on him, ah. attacked von Fersen. Von Fersen's contemporary, Baron Gustav Armfeld, stated afterwards, One is almost tempted to say that the government wanted to give the people a victim to play with, ah. just as when one throws something to an irritated wild beast to distract its attention. The more I consider it all, the more I'm certain that the mob had the least to do with it. But in God's name, what were the troops about? 
How could such a thing happen in broad daylight during the procession when troops and a military escort were actually present? Mm. Axel von Fersen <clears throat> died that day in Stockholm as Sweden's highest ranking official next to the king. His death sent shockwaves throughout the country. The cause of death was determined to be crushing of the ribcage when the Swedish Finn Otto Johan Tandefelt jumped with both feet on Von Fersen's chest. Aye, aye, aye. A few months after the murder, Von Fersen and his family were cleared of any suspicion connected with the death of Carl August of Austin, Augustenberg. And he finally received a state burial with all the pomp and ceremony. How gammal var han dog, vet du det? No, I do not know. Nej. His sister, Sophie uh, Piper, withdrew from Stockholm to her Lerfstad Manor near Norrköping. Hette hon Piper? Or Piper. P-I-P-E-R. I said Piper. Ah, yeah. Piper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there she raised a memorial to her brother with the inscription, Ot en ofer gottlig broder mannamodet uti hans sista stunder den 20 juni 1810. Okay. In English, to an unforgettable brother, the courage in his last moments on, yeah, you know, yeah. bears testimony to his virtues and clean consciousness. Yeah. Conscience. Uh, so that's Axel von Fersen. Wow. What a life, right? But he was born in 1755. Oh. Right? He was born in 1755 and lived to 1850. 56. Yeah. Yeah. Det är bra ändå. Bra. Och alltså ganska bra död också. Det är en bra film. Hell yeah. yeah. Why is this not a movie? Ja. Uh. This det har, dude, vi har ju pratat om det här förut. It's almost like Forrest Gump. Ja. Fan, ja. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> För att adliga människor brukar vara lite tröga också. Alltså det var Nobles. Yeah, yeah. The Cousins Mary. Yeah. <laughs> så det hade verkligen kunnat vara så. <laughs> I may not be a smart man, but I can help you in the Revolutionary War. Hey, Marie Antoinette, <laughs> I can be a good service to you. <laughs> I'd like to see your box. <laughs> I'm sorry I crashed your party, George Washington. <laughs> I'm gonna go back now with General Lafayette. To Versailles. <laughs> to Versailles. <laughs> Or as I call it, Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking down at you, Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was really fun. Um, I might have got some stuff wrong. Some uh, so send any corrections or complaints to teachmesweden at gmail.com. I doubt it though. <laughs> <laughs> I trust we fix all things right. <laughs> I think so too. But you know, some people be haters. Utmana oss. Det är säkert att vi kan besvara eventuella frågor. If you want to support us, uh, patreon.com slash teachmesweden. Uh, any help is appreciated. Jag håller på där. Yeah. <laughs> I want a little bit of money. <laughs> <laughs> I was running. I want a chocolate. <laughs> And a Dr. Pepper. In the buttocks. <laughs> I want a chocolate and a Dr. Pepper in the buttocks. Sir. <laughs> 
Oh, shit. Uh, we almost made it through without a movie reference. No, next but, time. Uh, almost, but hey, uh, we, get, we do what we do here at Teach Me Sweden. Exactly. Thank you all for checking this episode out. Stay tuned. We'll be back next week with uh, some more Swedish history. Yes. It's been Jonathan Rollins. Och Erik Broström. See y'all later. Peace. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.